Hi everyone and welcome back. It's the Morning Ramble. Today is Sunday, November 15th and we are in this new moon in Scorpio energy. I'm going to read a couple of emails and tell you, all, tell you all what has come up for me all of a sudden yesterday afternoon. Now, this email is in reference to the Power Behind the Throne podcast that I put up. And the person writes in, they say, yes, ma'am, you, you're out on Silly Sally's, me with mine on the politicians and the media. That's exactly what I'm talking about. I'm talking about politics, but in a, but aligning it spiritually and energetically. I'm talking about it in a way where I'm not saying, well, I'm talking about politics because most of my views are women and they usually want to hear about love. So but this is my show, so I made it in a way where I, I'm able to talk about what I want to talk about, and I talk about politics in a spiritual way, aligning it with the spiritual energies that we're going into, and Saturn is the ruling dictator of that energetically. Anybody that's spiritual knows that. Now, and so that's what I'm commenting on without saying, hey, this is what I'm commenting on. And my issue is that I don't like people that are biased. I, especially if they're in the spiritual community, because they would not truly be spiritual. We, if anybody that is truly spiritual is balanced. They see the errors in the world. They see the errors of both sides of human nature. They see the errors in both sides of our leadership. People that are not spiritual do not, no matter what they're calling themselves. They've already taken a side like that and they are blind to that side and they see nothing else and that causes me to want to go to the other side even if the other side is incorrect when i come across people that are not balanced and impartial it makes me want to align with the other side even though the other side may be completely wrong like that so i'm hoping that uh, there's a turnaround and the other side actually wins even though they have their errors, and I've mentioned them and pointed them out. You can guess which side I will be speaking about. Now we have the next email, which is about the the how sex is felt podcast. What was it? I don't remember the name of that podcast. Something about how sex is felt. I know it's how sex is felt because it's in the subject last one. In the podcast, well, I don't remember the other part. There's a lot of podcasts. Let's see. How is sex felt? How's the sex felt? Falling in love is felt how? That was the name of that podcast. And this person writes, Hi, Mel. I was listening to your podcast today, and basically these type of people masturbate. So I was talking about the Aquarian energy and then in an, a, a, an article that I read and then I, I expanded it on to the questions that came to me energetically after I read the article. You know, and a lot of people, they're like, <laughs> somebody sent in an email and like, how did you get that out of that article? How, okay, because when I'm reading or listening to someone speak, um, it's, it's, it's more of an extension of what they're saying is what my mind goes to as opposed to what they're actually saying like that. So I can expand it. It extends itself. It raises questions. It, it can, it brings a lot of things out into the surface like that. Now, so, but that's because of my placements. 
I was into your podcast, these types of people masturbate. I was thinking that masturbation would be something that they would be doing because whenever you're not emotionally bonded with someone, the body is objectified. Sexually, when you're okay, it's for example, if you go, if you're sexually aroused and you go out to have a fling or you go out and choose someone for sex and sex only, the body is objectified. You're not emotionally connected to the person. It's not about them, even though you could want someone that whose body you're attracted to is the body like that. It's not that you are emotionally bonded to the person, to the human. So it, it's objectified. That's why I stated, you know, get a robot or masturbate or any, I stated similar to, I don't remember exactly what I said, any object or any body would be able to fit that and fill that position as it relates to sex if the person is not emotionally bonded to the person. That means that the sex is based on a primal need. It takes us back mentally to that time point of sex being about, you know, the man points at any woman because he's sexual aroused, grunts and says, turn around, I'm going to give it to you. It's not about the emotional bond. It's about a sexual need that is being filled. It's emotionally sex. So masturbation would work well for these people. They probably masturbate like that a lot. And she writes, I was listening to your podcast today and basically these types of people masturbate. Masturbation is quick to the point and you know yourself. You can think of something sexual or watch porn, but you don't need to be bothered by any, with any emotions, entanglements, or frustrations. If you do have someone, you're basically masturbating through that person's body. I hope this clears up any questions you have. It kind of does. Yeah, it would be masturbation would most definitely be and eventually, if they have a person and they're in a relationship, I think that when that, that for them, when they settle, settle, really settle down and the excitement of that person's body is gone and of the newness of that person is gone, they will choose masturbation or pornography over that body that they've chosen to be in a, what one would call a relationship with. These people are also very, they're easily replaceable because whenever emotional bonding and emotional intimacy is not allowed, the people are being chosen by some other criteria that is on the surface, so they will be easily replaceable like that. Because it's hard, it's easy to find someone to say you're in a relationship with for whatever, whatever, whatever. And it's a little bit more human to find someone to be in a relationship that you are in love with like that. Now, so that's what it is. And the rest of what came to me about that, I'll just keep that to myself. Now, because I already moved past it already, those podcasts. Now, for me, the recent developments have been something. I made a podcast, and I was talking about my mother. And she's a Leo and how stubborn she is. And I mentioned in the past to you all that she is having health issues. She's older. She's in her mid-60s. And she's having some health issues. She's a very stubborn woman like that. She... Still lives in her own house. And yesterday, my sister, who's a Scorpio, I have Mars, Mercury, Venus, and Scorpio. I have a sister that is a year older than me. She's a Scorpio, like that. And I have Pluto, Sextile, to send it. So she sent me, she told me yesterday that something had happened with my mother yesterday. She was talking to me while it was actually happening. Now, so I told her to go ahead and call the ambulance. Now, because 
And then, I, because my mood is a Capricorn, I always go to, because I take things very seriously. I don't take them emotionally, but I take them very seriously. And I told her, so did they call the ambulance? She's in intensive care now. So it's a good news and a bad news that comes out of this. I, always, I told you all also the other day when I made the podcast and I spoke about her, that my dream was always to have her where I could make decisions for like that. And when I was growing up, I was considered a mother's girl and my moon is in Capricorn. Astrology states that moon and Capricorn, that we didn't have any nurturance from the mother. I don't think that to be so. I was the second child. Eight years later, my mother, I was a baby for eight years. Then my mother had my brother. Then a year later, she had my sister who had, was born with a incurable disease. So my mother's time went to a lot to this sister. This sister is still alive. She's gone past the expiration date for those people that are born with that disease. She's in her 30s. I was, I was in her 40s. She's nine years younger than I am. I'm 47. Now, it is so, and, and then when I became 12, 13, me and my mother became very close up until I left my state of Georgia and moved to Texas, then moved out of the country, and now I'm back in Texas. And so I was in my late 20s, 28, 29, when I left my state. Me and my mother were very close up into death. I was a mother's girl in a way that, because my own is in Capricorn, I've always been making my own decisions. I was a mother's girl in a way that I was around her a lot. I was around her every day like that. Me and her, we would shop a lot. She was my shopping buddy. I told you all that. We would have spent a lot of quiet time in one another's company because I'm a quiet person by nature. I'm very reserved. And like we would be in the living room. I already spoke to you all about this. And she would be sitting her in her recliner. I'd be sitting on the couch. We'll be quiet. I like being in quiet. Even in a relationship, the person has to be accustomed. Quiet and peace is not has to bother them. Being able to be in a home and there is no talking happening. Being in peace, being in silence, and finding comfort in that and togetherness is, togetherness in that. I'm that way romantically. My ex-husband said it used to be very healing for him. And I'm that way in general. So is that's the way that we would be. And she would always ask me, what are you thinking? And I would say nothing like that because I was also quite shy when I was younger. And so she would begin to talk about her childhood and about all types of things like that. And I would love listening to her. And that's why her and my grandmother, my father's mother, got along so well. My father's mother was an Aquarius. She was a Southern Georgia, Southern Baptist. My father's mother was. I already spoke to you all about her. Very conservative woman. Very happy one. She was very happy, very friendly, like that. But she, her focus was on family, and it, it was on family and interact. She only interacted with family. My father's mother and my mother was the same. You know, my mother's a Leo, not religious, kind of grew up differently. But still, she's very family-oriented, just like my grandmother was. That's why they hit it off, and they both would get together and talk for hours about their childhood. This is my father's mother, like that, like that up until my grandmother died, like that. So, it, so back to what to the present. So, I'm very serious when things happen. I have a serious approach to things that people look at as emotional. So, I told her, I was like, call the ambulance. She did, and they did. And my mother's in ICU is, she has COPD. 
And so I immediately went in on my sister, the Scorpio that is a year older than I am, and on my sister that's nine years younger than me that lives closer to my mother and had taken it amongst herself to take my mother to her doctor's appointment and was the one that was seeing her on the regular. Because that sister lives closer to her and sees her, goes there. The older sister lives away like that. Now, not as far as I live like that. And I'm in Texas. The older sister is further away. But this sister, the nine-year-old, is going to see her like weekly or and bi-weekly and things like that. So I went ahead and went in on them. And... Because I feel that and, and told them exactly how I felt that if they would have been taking things seriously, it didn't. Some things don't have to lead up to the point that they lead up to if you go ahead and deal with them as they come. Romantically, also, and I talked about that in a podcast. Just like in a romantic relationship, you don't wait and push things under the rug, issues, and not talk about them. And then wait until they get too big to handle and then you end the relationship and you want to bring it up and make it emotional. You, as things happen, you, I may be wrong. I may be wrong. Maybe the approach is that you don't deal with it as it happens. My approach, because which could be the wrong approach, is that as I see things happening, I take care of them then. Because I can foresee what not doing that could bring about that could be a completely wrong approach i'm not saying i'm right now that's in life in general i could be completely wrong now is so i went off on them and let them know that that's what they should have been doing and i had been saying that the entire time when they would come to me with these issues Handle the issues as they come instead of being goofy about it that's to the youngest sister that's a virgo getting goofy and stupid Handle them as they come if you're putting yourself in a position voluntarily, not being placed, taking amongst yourself to have someone's health in your hand that you're voluntarily saying that health is in your hand. Not nobody else signing that position to you. So you take the position seriously. And if you know you're the weakest link mentally as it relates to my mother and that she can manipulate you to get her own way excuse yourself out of the equation and say i am weak well she would say that that she's weak you know how mama can manipulate me as if it's funny and laughing about it okay well you need to move because you're not you're the weakest link you're not the smart one so you don't need to be volunteer for any position that is serious you need to be a backup cheerleader like that and let the important people that can make decisions take the reins instead of volunteering for positions that are over your head so, yeah, when the S hits the fan, you get chewed out because you volunteered for the position. You were not forced into it. Now, and then the oldest sister, the Scorpio, does not disagree with this when I was saying it. I've always said it. She does not disagree with it. Her only comeback for the Virgo would be, well, you know that she is, that mama can manipulate her and that she's easygoing. Okay, yeah. That's why you do not volunteer for positions that take a person with a sound mind. Now, is because they don't get any sympathy because we're talking about my mother. We're not talking about what they did with their damn pets like that. Now, it's where this one 
in this Scorpio yesterday, she was like, well, she understands the seriousness of it. Her and my mother have never gotten along. I told you all about that also. She'll be the first to vouch for that. But she understands the seriousness of what we're dealing with. Now, and, I, and she was like, well, I'm going to get her a residential place to, so she can come and stay where I am in my area. It's a nice place where elderly people stay and I can go take care of her. And I told her, no, no, because you will be bringing up shit, talking about issues from 30, 40 damn years ago. And that's not the way that my mother needs. My mother does not need to be dealing with somebody that is stuck in the damn past emotionally and bringing up things and issues from 30 years ago that they hadn't got over and are still using an excuse for the way that their life has turned out. Like that. So that's what she was told. Because that's the truth. When a person is elderly and they're dealing with their issues, they need to be in peace. They need to be in peace. Nobody cares about what happened 30. Get over it. Some people need to learn to understand that they can't control the world. The world does not revolve around their emotions. A lot of women are going to say, yes, they do. No, the world does not revolve around your emotions. There are more important things than your emotions of 30, 40 years past and gone. Nobody remembers that. Nobody cares. Get over it. Heal it. Seek help for it instead of using it for a crutch and an excuse like that. So that's what she was told. And then she didn't say anything other than, well, you get her. This was the conversation last night. That's what she texted me. I looked at the text and I wrote an answer. Then I deleted the answer. Cause I was like, I need to think about this because I can look at this two ways now. This is uh, something positive coming out of a negative. This is my opportunity because I always want to have my mother with me in her elder age because I could get her a comfortable life. I don't have any charge against her. Any charges that I would have had against her, hell, I'm 47. They would have been solved the solution and made about me now. And heal and not drug around as a damn anchor or weight. I feel that she should be living with me. And I told my sister that this morning when I answered her. I said, yeah, she can come and live with me. She would be highly welcome. Highly welcome. And my sister, she sent me a text. She said, okay. Because she would be in here being the queen and treated like the queen that she is. In comfort. Being taken care of. In this peaceful healing of my silence and solitude and somebody that wants to take care of her and loves her in that way. 